Hey everybody, have some announcements here. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and comment if you're a new listener. Welcome to the trenches. Old heads to the podcast? Don't forget to tell a friend that they can listen to us on all podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and our website, inthetrenchespodcast.com. Also, we can be found on IG, The Trenches Podcast, Twitter, at Trenches Podcast, Facebook, In The Trenches with the Two Lawns. Now, remember to meet us on the yard for Jiho by Smith Hall this Saturday, October 26th, between 12 and 7, on the campus of North Carolina A&T State University. Much thanks for the support of Good Wipes, Palmer's Cocoa Butter, and Spring Break Watches to help make this event possible. Now, about the episode. We're adding more to the pot, and this ingredient is sex. Yes, sex. Because this, too, is another common reason for divorce. Each month, we will have this segment to talk about sex and relationships and answer your questions. This lovely woman is not new to the podcast. You may have heard her on episode 28. We have licensed mental health, marriage, and family therapist, certified sex therapist with her private practice in Georgia and Florida. Trench Mob, I introduce the dope sex therapist, Stephanie. Let's jump into the trenches. You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Tuli and Ralph where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey guys, thank Hi. you guys so much for involving me um, in this new segment. I think it is so awesome. I've done previous podcasts with you guys and a lot of the questions that come back are surrounding sex. Um, and a lot of people have questions about sex. So I said, hey, let's let's talk more about that. As you know, I love talking about mental health. I love talking about marriage and relationships. Um, but one of the biggest issues that we have in these relationships is our sexual health. Um, so any way that I can be of support um, to you or your listeners, yes. I want to kind of jump in and help. I want to jump in the trenches with the two lines. Well, you're here now. You got your boots on. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, so let's just go ahead and get into this thing. Let's talk about what sex therapy is, because I think for most people who don't know, they're probably like, okay, well, I'm not a sex addict. So Yeah. <laughs> um, sex therapy is simply psychotherapy, the same way that you'll go to regular mental health therapy. Um, it is a specialty. So you may go to specialty for marriage and family. You may go to specialty for depression or anxiety. With sex therapy, there is some sort of unhealthy sexual presence there. So for some people, that can be erectile dysfunction. That can be infidelity in the relationship. And oh, we no yeah. longer feel connected with our partner that can be a low libido for women or men that can be a, 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 just an array of things but in this therapy let me be clear we are not touching and filling and massaging and <laughs> no keep your pants on we are not doing that yeah. in the office but we may give you some activities to go home and try okay. uh, a lot of people don't realize that half of my clientele are people that have had some type of sexual trauma 
previously. And so it has then created some unhealthy sexual practices. So that can be a very high sex drive. So I have sex every day, every day. I got to have sex, got to have sex. Um, or that can be a very low sex drive. I don't want anyone to touch me. Um, and so what we try to do is try to bridge that and help you in your relationships and your partnerships have a more healthy sexual life. Okay. And before I get into my thousand questions, <laughs> <laughs> You as a therapist, what do you do in sex therapy? Like, if I'm coming to you for the first time, what can I expect, like, my initial absolutely first session to be yeah it's a, a simple assessment so a simple questions and answers or tell me about yourself i had a client that come in once before and said i'm a sex addict you gotta fix me today you know wow. and so <laughs> i have sex this that every day i can't stop yada 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 do you know we spent the first 45 minutes learning about him i didn't ask him one sex question i didn't ask him you know about his relationships I wanted to know about him yeah, as yeah. a person. And a lot of times we spend that. And what you don't realize is that it's so much information about you mm -hmm. that speaks about your sexual health. You know, when you're talking about your upbringing, when you're talking okay, about, yeah. you know, what the things that you saw with your parents, um, when you're talking about your first sexual experiences in high school and your experiences and, you know, things like that. A lot of that answers a lot of the questions of why you consider yourself the sex addict. So the first session is just kind of getting to know you. Um, in the last session, what did I tell you? What you do in your bedroom from nine to nine 30 yeah. is your business. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I want to know about the type of character and the type of person that you are. And so we try to figure that out in that first session. Once we do that, we then go into why you think you have this compulsive behavior when it comes to sex. And if you notice, I changed that language because now in ASEC, we don't agree with the terms of sex addiction. Um, we agree with um, compulsive behavior. So I have this compulsion to shop or this compulsion to drink or this compulsion to do all the different type of things. And so one of them is within sex. Okay. And sorry, but one of the other pieces to add to that, we will take a sexual history so that will come as well. We'll ask questions about your first sexual experience, um, first um, masturbation. Mm -hmm. What did you learn about masturbation? What does your family of origin teach you um, about sex? What did you see about emotional connection mm -hmm. and things like that? Any type of trauma. Those are questions that will be asked as well in that sexual history portion. Okay. And how do I find one? Um, the me. same way that you'll find a normal therapist, but one of the ways too. So we are all certified by ASEC which is the American Association for Sexual Counselors, Educators, and Sexologists. I think that's the other name of it. Um, so you can go to ASEC.com. Okay. You can just Google sex therapy, sex therapists in my, in my area. One of the main websites that we promote on naturally just as therapists is Psychology Today. Okay. Um, another website that I really love is um, Therapy for Black Girls. Oh, yeah. Um, so that mm -hmm. one is really awesome. And so you go in there and you put in sex therapists and it'll pull up oh, the yeah. sex therapists that are in your area. Okay, good. Okay, so let me jump into my questions. Okay. So you mentioned about sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. So have you ever had someone come to you and they're there, they're not sure why they're there, mm -hmm. but as you talk to them, they didn't realize that they had a sexual trauma. Oh, well, crazy enough, very, um, very frequent. Mm -hmm. You know, we have parents, I see um, parents that have come in with their child, they're bringing their child in for anxiety or depression. 
but we start assessing the parents of kind of where, where's this child getting this from? Yeah. Um, and so as the parent starts to talk a little bit more about their history and things that happened to them when they were left alone oh, with uncle Lordy. Johnny yeah. or, you know, mom's friend or this, that that's now why they treat their children. Like, come here, stop. The-. And they've created this anxiety within their child. No so t- sometimes that opens up the door to work with the parents on some of their issues there. Um, also just in normal marriage and family therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it sometimes with clients where the wife does not understand why she's not sexually attracted to her husband or vice versa. And so um, having to ask, you know, those questions of why don't you want to have sex? Um, so trying to explore that a little bit more. So okay. it it comes out very, very often. When people are, I guess they get married. Is this something that she figured out from the beginning? Obviously, they have been dating a while before they got married. So do you think this is like, now I'm not attracted to you or I've always not been attracted to you, but you possess all these other qualities that I envision in a husband and I can kind of look over the not being that not sexual. being sexually attracted to yeah. you. Yeah. And maybe I'll change the language of not being attracted because I think that's putting it on the partner is more so on, let's use her, for example, it's more so on her and her not just wanting to have sex. I can be totally attracted to you, but in my body, in my mind, I don't want to have sex because sex represents something very bad for me. And so I do think it's something that they possibly know before. Um, But what if they hadn't had sexual relations in a while? I was just reading an article the other day and they were saying that 23% of Americans right now have been celibate, have answered that they have been celibate in 2019. So in this past year. So say if you're one of those people that's been celibate, you know, and so now you jump into this relationship and it's new and it's fresh and it's luminous, it's kind of looming. And I'm just so excited. It's kind of that lust period. Yeah. And then once that has died off, it's like, like, uh, okay, well, no, I really don't enjoy this. I was doing this to make you happy. Right. um, But this is not something that I can do for a long term. And now we go through the marriage and we're here and it's like, eh. And I I never addressed it. I never addressed it. Is it because they would be ashamed to address that? Possibly. Possibly. And then sometimes, once again, it goes back to what Ralph just said. I didn't know. You know, it was stuff that just kind of popped up and I didn't know this was an issue. Can be big. Yeah, that's real big. Okay, let's switch gears. Mm -hmm. So let's take your one friend who said, I'm a sex addict and I need to be healed today. Mm -hmm. For people who do, quote, unquote, think they're sex addicts, like how do you help them to realize, okay, you're not a sex addict, you just have compulsion, let's figure out Mm -hmm. why. I think it's the same thing. I want to ask you about someone who may struggle with an eating disorder Mm -hmm. or compulsive eating you know, I have to have ice cream every night. I have to have the cookies. I have to, it's this compulsive, I have to have it. And yeah. I'm seeing that I'm gaining weight and gaining weight and gaining weight. I'm getting bigger and bigger. And I know that it's unhealthy. And so what do I do at 12 o'clock at night when I want that ice cream? I don't bring that ice cream in my home. You know, I take mm. those cookies out of my pantry. Uh, my partner is there and they can recognize the signs and the triggers that I'm experiencing because I really want you know, these chips right now. So they take it out of my face. It's the same type of thing that we deal with clients with compulsive behaviors, making sure you understand your triggers, making sure that you are not putting yourself in situations um, that you're going to be there. (laughs) I had one of my friends, I think it was so funny. (laughs) I told her, um, you know, no, you're not the one that can, 
that can reply to people in, in, in the DMs. No, you, matter of fact, <laughs> you don't even need a DM. You cut your right. DMs off, you know, right. because, <laughs> be, because that's not healthy for you. And yeah. you have to recognize what's, what's healthy yeah. for me and what's not. Like, let me not even go. I can't even knock on the door because I know that what this is a trigger yeah. for me. It, here you go. Bust right. it down. Bust the whole door down. Like Pandora's box. I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm done. I don't have the capability to control myself in those situations. So do not put yourself in those situations. So it's catered to each individual and what their triggers are. So helping those clients recognize that it's when I'm on Facebook at two o'clock in the morning. It's when I'm on Tinder and I swipe right. Yeah. It's when, you know, even for couples that are in relationships, when my partner has not given me sex in four days, mm-hmm. oh, I'm starting to feel that anxiety and that tension. I need a release. Yeah. And then I, nope. Okay. So let's talk with the partner and say, okay, your partner, this is your partner's needs. Mm-hmm. So working together in that way. So each individual person and kind of catering it to them okay so then now let's talk about masturbation because if we're single and we want to date but you know especially a lot of women if we really want to be serious with a guy we kind of try to hold the sex card till later to try to get to have him get to know who we are see if this relationship's gonna go somewhere so when does masturbation become unhealthy? Do you masturbate at work? Okay. Do you have to take a lunch break and masturbate in the car? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Tuli I'm just made a face. For that. <laughs> you know, you while, made time. while you're cooking your kids spaghetti, do you have to go, you know, real rub quick. off real quick? Yeah. That's compulsion. That is a compulsive behavior that it is now starting to affect my everyday livelihood. Gotcha. You know, if this is something that I do at night to relieve my anxiety, to relieve myself, who's to say that is too much? Yeah. And I think that that's the issue. A lot of times we look at these things very negatively mm-hmm. and in a punitive way. And when we do that, when you tell a teenager not to do something, what they're going to do? Do it. Mm-hmm. More do it. of it day yeah. in and day out. Yeah. And so society has told us that masturbation is wrong yes. and don't do that. And so now we have this kind of go sneakish hell. environment <laughs> where we're going to go do it. And, eh, yeah. Let me go rub off, you know, and no, but have you ever noticed when you have the option to, you're like, oh, I don't really want to. Yeah. You know, because it, it is, it's, it's okay. Yeah. But then if you, if you are seeing that as problematic, we then need to come up with some different coping yeah. skills, right? you know, because is that okay to, right. you know, is, is that, is that what you want to be? You know, if you don't think there's any problem with that, okay. But I guess I'm okay with it. I just think in that public setting, that's kind of like, but again, I, I'm no, I'm no person to judge it if mm-hmm. that's what helps you. Yeah. I just think that, you know, then that's if, a private if you thing. get right, it should be private. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is the right way to add, ask the question. Um, but like, what about, give yeah. me a keyword. It's just like, okay, so I have a friend who is very sexual, which is not a problem because she's single. She, she's not leading people on. But then outside of the bedroom, she's very like, like prudish. I don't want to say stuck up, but yeah, stuck up. Mm-hmm. And so, but if someone else is like living the same lifestyle that she is, but like, I don't want to say open with it, but just like, you know, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then she looks down on them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like, what, what is, what's that line? So it's almost as if like, if, like you're kind of ashamed of what you yeah, do yourself. If we have, um, 
both of them have multiple sexual partners, you know, and so your girlfriend who is kind of um, quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has, you know, 50 sexual partners. Mm -hmm. And then your other girlfriend who is just kind of wild and mm -hmm. free. Um, she has 50 sexual partners. Mm -hmm. One of them is judging the other kind of saying. Yeah. Um, I think that's the problem with sexuality. I think that we're all judging what someone is doing from nine to nine thirty, And it's really none of your damn business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and 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 I would even encourage your girlfriend that is more reserved um, to become a little bit more sexually free. Mm -hmm. And it, you don't have to post on Facebook to hey, yeah, I'm busting yeah. it down tonight, <laughs> you know. But but once again, you want to take that judgment and shame um, from the other women, you know, because I think that's what we've been taught. Um, and I and I hate to use the terms Becky and Keisha, but yeah. you know, <laughs> Becky was taught that it's okay and you can mm -hmm. be free. And Becky is busting it down in the back of the school bus, you know. Yeah. But Keisha, Keisha do it. Keisha ho, you know. And so we yeah. have been taught that for mm -hmm. so long. Um, and so I just think we're at a different place now where we need to uplift one another. And you know, if we are healthy and we're doing it in a very mentally conscious way I, I don't think anything is wrong with it okay you know why that's a term i learned today that people conscious yeah mm -hmm. the people that are prudish in public but freaks in private mm -hmm. are people conscious mm -hmm. they're so concerned about what, what somebody's gonna everybody think. else is mm -hmm. gonna say when the, the other girl yeah, or becky like, is what, you know. um was it? God conscious? Not God no, conscious. Um, um, it was God conscious and um, self conscious. Self conscious. Mm. Like you only concerned about what you think. Yeah. Not what anybody else thinks. But I think if you if we if we get a little deeper and we think about um, let's let's talk about giving head and mm -hmm. oral sex. You know why? And and I don't know if we can bring culture in this, but you yeah. know why is it such a cliche or a thought for Black women? We don't give head. I ain't giving no head. I ain't doing it. You know. Yeah. But. But the Caucasian woman might think about how what we were taught when we were growing up. You were a hoe if you yeah. were doing this. If you you did know, anything, you was a hoe. You, you were a hoe, <laughs> you know. And so I think that's the reason why so many black women are very self-conscious like about. I don't do that. Um, and not even, I think we're becoming in a more comfortable place where I'm not necessarily saying I don't do it. But I'm not screaming it from the mountaintop, yeah. you right. know. But Becky, you don't. Yeah. But, you know what's so crazy? What? Becky gonna get married before Keisha. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. But that's a holdup. That's a culture holdup mm -hmm. that we don't have any control over. But it's something that we need to stop shaming at least one another for doing things like right, that. Right, right. So let's get into some fun stuff with that. Yeah. Okay. So if you are in a healthy place, mm -hmm. how do you get your partner to do something? Get them comfortable with wanting to do something you want to do. Yeah. I think first and foremost, I'm going to generalize here, which I hate okay. to do. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things I am going to generalize in is that a man's sex drive is higher than a woman's. And so the very generalized guys do not jump on me. But in that high sex drive, a man is always going to want to do what a woman wants to do. Like you come to the bed with handcuffs and whipped cream. They're like, shit, where do we go? Like, it's not going to be any questions. The woman would be like, well, what do I mean? So I'm getting my hair. It was just wash day. The baby is still not all the way sleep. You know, it's going to be all, of, you know, it's going to be a little setback. Yeah. But for the woman to initiate something new, 
it probably doesn't matter what it is. Once again, another generalized comment, yeah. unless this is something around the anus. That's the one stop sign. Well, yeah. The man may, may hold up to, to yeah. you like, okay, wait a minute, stop, hold up, slow down. But anything outside of that, I think the woman just initiating sex, I think they're going to be totally open to. Um, another kind of yield sign I think that men give sometimes when it comes to different sex toys. Um, and so that is something that I highly recommend in the bedroom because it just gives you a different flair. Yeah. It gives you something new to do. Um, I, I talk to women all the time about like, how can I have that euphoric orgasmic experience that they they have on porn? We are both <laughs> busting a nut at the same time and we see the stars <laughs> and the moon. How do we do that? A lot of people jump on me, but I do believe that there is a myth of the G-spot. And so when we are having penetration, it is very hard for a woman to come to an orgasm. Yes. And so one of the things in that that we recommend is toys. Okay. So different toys so that you can do clitoral stimulation yeah. while the penis is penetrated and you both can have an orgasm at that same time. Yeah. Um, and so those, I mean, I say start small, y'all. I mean, nobody is porn stars. I, well, I don't know your listeners, but <laughs> majority of us. Are not porn stars, but we do want to just do something different with our partner. We want to connect with them. We want to mm -hmm. keep the spice up, you know, and so very small things. One thing that I, I just say, women initiate, initiate sex in the bedroom, because that is something generalized comment that we typically don't do often. And so one of the things that I um, recommend to my women is once a month that they must initiate sex. So that okay. is their own personal quota. What if it's reverse? What if it's the man who doesn't want to initiate? If it's the man that doesn't want to initiate sex, mm -hmm. I give him the same, I give him the same point. I've seen men and, and I have some men clients that are not very highly sexual. Um, and their, their wives or partners are more sexual mm -hmm. than they are. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's the same advice I give them that they must initiate sex too. Okay. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you get out getting the person, either man or woman? How do you help make your spouse more comfortable and not question and, and ruin the mood? What do you mean? Like how you say, you know, like with men, you can come in with handcuffs mm -hmm. and whoop cream and they're going to be like, which room? Mm -hmm. Where the female will be like, okay, so what, you know, what are we doing mm -hmm. here? And then, you know, all these questions, you're mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, you're, you're, you're ruining yeah. it for me. Well, no, I think <laughs> you have to know your partner. You know, I am one that's a quite, I need to know where we're going. You know, have you seen that meme it was like, why do we have to, um, what is it like ride, ride till we die? Why do we have to die though? <laughs> but where are we going? But are they shooting? <laughs> like, what, can did we you take do another something? route? You know, I need to know. <laughs> what do you mean handcuffs? Where's the key? Do you have a safety latch? If, it, if that one breaks, like where are the pliers? I need, you know, I need to know the, the safety precautions behind that. But as my partner, you need to know that I'm going to have those questions. Okay. And so what are the ways that you can prepare me for that without it being blindfold? Bitch, we tying you up tonight. Mm. So basically, you got to have all the details with whatever. Prior whatever going to. On. Well, not even the details, but know your partner. You know, if you know your partner is not the tie me up, blindfold me, and I'm just going to follow you, don't set yourself up for that. But you what know, if they are, though? You just have to. Break the mold? Yeah. Not break the mold, but like, okay, like, say, I know that they're comfortable and they have an open. Mm -hmm sexual appetite but at the same time we have to go through sat before we get there <laughs> know that about your partner 
And that's one of the biggest things in sex is communication. Yeah. Like you need to be able to communicate those things and communicate those needs. And so I would say even before you get there a week before, say something, have the conversation like, hey, I want you to trust me in sex one night. I I want to do something different. I want to try those cuffs we picked up at the passion party thing. I want to tie you up. How would you feel about that? Would you trust me if we did that? Okay. Set the mood days before. Don't wait to the night and you ready to bust it down. And she like, dude, you know, my boss got on my nerves today. I ain't trying to be tied up, you know? So, right. so, so go ahead and, but know your partner. Yeah. And then when it doesn't work, give it a little grace, like give it mm-hmm. a little bit like, okay, I understand. I get it. Revamp. Is there another way I can come back and do this? No, that was heavy. I'm just, I'm, I'm over here <laughs> thinking, man. This is interesting. So have you ever had a client that has experienced, from a male's perspective, molestation. Absolutely. And it is so prevalent and it is something that is not talked about, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times speaking, generalized, a lot of times men present more in the heavy sexual appetite after they have experienced some type of sexual trauma. Okay. And so, so they go if you see, you know, Typically, when I in generalize, yeah. when I see guys that have a very heavy sexual appetite and they call themselves that sex addict, mm-hmm. typically there was some type of molestation or sexual trauma very early on. Gotcha. Um, in, in particular, um, thinking about someone that was exposed even to something as you may think as simple as porn, you yeah. know, so being exposed to porn, say eight eight seven or eight years old mm-hmm. um not truly knowing what that is but continuing to watch it daily and daily and daily um what that looks like um and so when you don't know how to um express that you know that is something oh, yeah. that you become addicted to that part of your brain is opened up way sooner than it should have been been. Mm -hmm. um and it's something that's kind of etched inside of you and that's stuck there and so you want it more and more and more and more in a very unhealthy way compared to say the person that's 15 to 16 that's exposed to it their brain is a little bit more prepared to deal with that and to work with that and so they have more of that what we would consider quote-unquote healthy sexual life gotcha can you be exposed to masturbation too early yeah um no, sorry. I'm I, I misheard that question. Okay. I thought you were saying porn early. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Masturbation too early. Uh if someone masturbates you, you gotcha. know, okay. that yeah. that can be exposure too early. Um, but I've seen female clients that masturbate at three and four, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just a massage that feels good to them. Yeah. You know, um little boys that play with oh, God, their balls yes. and testicles. Um, at a very early age, but once again, it just feels good. They don't necessarily know what's happening, but yeah. it's just this it like you good. rubbing my back. Yeah, you know. And one of the things that I um, recommend to the parents um, is talking about um, where you do that at. Oh, you're giving yourself a massage. Make sure you only do that in your bedroom. Yeah. You know, or don't shame it. You know, yeah. even with like Lord have mercy, y'all. I got a little boy, and so <laughs> thinking about masturbation, Girl. and you think about. What our parents taught us. It was like, don't you do that. That's nasty. Yeah. And so what do you want to do? You want to do it more and more and more. Um, But instead of that type of language, we want to teach them that it's a private thing. It's something that you do in the bathroom. It's something that you do in your room Mm -hmm. and use paper towels. Yes. Paper towels. (laughs) Don't use my towels. (laughs) 
Use the decorative <laughs> towels <laughs> in the do, guest bathroom. Don't, don't do wipe that. your hands. And then uh-uh. fold it back up and, and hang wash it. wash your hands. <laughs> go, don't touch my face. <laughs> don't touch nothing. You go and you wash your hands. That's why you need to do it in the bathroom. Keep the hand sanitizer next to you. Next to you. And then after you use oh, the hand sanitizer, gonna burn. that's going to burn. <laughs> you go wash your hands. And, but yeah, but don't shame the behavior. Once yeah. again, that's what I want to say over and over again. We come from a place of shaming sexuality mm-hmm. and that should not be it. I think one of the things that I could throw in there, though, when we talk about men and sexuality, being afraid to talk about sexual issues that they have within themselves, you know, so erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I hate to even use that big of a word. So can I just break it down? Not being able to get up. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean. You know, and, and that is a very big thing. But let me tell you how normal it, it is. How many times can a woman not get wet? You know, how many times do, you know, um, she needs to use lubrication, which I totally recommend every single day, you know, Um, but it's a very normal thing. But think about stress. Think about work. Think about just being exhausted. Yeah. There are a lot of reasons and a lot of things where you're just like, "Ah, I just don't have it today. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is that we create this performance anxiety around it then and that makes it, it worse because it didn't happen yesterday and so today when she come in oh god am i gonna be able to do it am i gonna be able to yeah. do it oh and more pressure and more pressure mm-hmm. and then now we're at a week and yeah. now we've created this issue that started from me being wore out i was just tired you know and so having to kind of take that anxiety off of the table and truly once again communicate about these things right and talk about these things What's really going on? That's very real. That is. Uh, I mean, I've dated a guy, but we were like 21 mm-hmm. and he had like, yeah. he, he would initiate, we, you know, get the kissing and the touching and everything and it would be hard. And then next thing you know, it is soft. Yeah. So it's called performance anxiety. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it, it is. But think about it. Let's, let's think about the origins of this guys for and talking back about masturbation when do guys start masturbating so or even beyond that the first thing you guys your wet dream that starts at what age mm-hmm. you know so men and boys it's like sex surrounds them from a very yes. young <laughs> and, age and the testosterone does not help it does not and so you're 19 years old wet dream <laughs> you know and then masturbation comes in a couple you know yeah. years later and then puberty sets in yeah. and then what are you talking about and all the uncles like boy look yeah. at that butt and oh yeah. look at this and oh you wait till you do this and you know and so it's hyped up yeah that, oh my gosh wait till I have sex wait do I do this? Wait till I do this. You finally do it. And it's like, okay, now I'm the man. And I did it. And you have to continue to, to be the man. Yeah. Men are performing every time they have sex. And it, it is an anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, if this does not work, what if she doesn't like it? What if I don't do this right? It's a, it is an actual form of anxiety. Yes. So, I mean, I could see how so many men would struggle in that space. Specifically, like I know if I'm super drunk, obviously mm-hmm. that's not going. That's not going to happen. That's mm-hmm. I'm sure that happens for a lot of people, or overly exhausted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes a spouse or a significant other won't understand that specifically. Even if you communicate it with them, mm-hmm. they're not always going to accept that. Yeah. And how do you get past that? It, well, why are they not accepting it? So think about it from a man and woman. If this is my guy and mm-hmm. we've been, you know, whatever, and now all of a sudden he can't, what is the first thing I'm going to think? Why? Is it me? It's, it's me. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I have gained a hundred pounds since yeah. this baby. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. What mm-hmm. it, it, it has to be. Why me. doesn't he's yeah. not attracted to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and he like shit, baby, ain't got nothing to do with you. Like it is all. <laughs> and but if we're not communicating those there you things, go. yeah, but. A lot of times it's hard for him to communicate it because he don't understand it. And he's in his brain and that anxiety is rolling. And he's like, why can't I do this? You right. know, so he doesn't really have a lot of time to come to your defense to say, no, you're beautiful and I love you. And it's no. And so we get in this cycle where we're really not talking, communicating to go back to your first question. This is where sex therapy helps. Right. Because we start to have these conversations. We start to put these things out on the table and we understand each other a little bit more, which builds more intimacy. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah it makes, I mean, it makes perfect sense to be honest. Um, you never realize how much damage you can do by not communicating <laughs> those issues. Yeah. yeah. They just compound. And then eventually the significant other might think that you're cheating. Yep. Um, oh yeah yeah but and then unfortunately in situations it can lead to infidelity because guess what this other person that i just met at the bar while i'm out of town don't know about my issues yeah you know and it's it makes it easier for me to yes and then we we go to another level well why can't i get up with this person and not that person? person yeah you know and so it can become such a compounded issue if we don't start at the bottom like if we if we don't go back to that foundation of what is really going on here. Gotcha. Woo. The same for everything. Yeah. Yes. What's the root? <laughs> what is the root? Oh, obviously talk communication. Yeah. But what is the root? What is the root? And so once again, to go back, people, this is what sex therapy is. It's not in here touching, feeling, <laughs> rubbing and sucking. Yeah. But it is how do I have a better, healthy sexual relationship with my partner? How do I have a be- better sexual healthy relationship with myself how am i healthy how do i understand what i like do i understand what i enjoy do i understand what my triggers are and why sometimes i'm just like i don't want to or this turns me off or you know so learning about those things about yourself gotcha and it's okay not wanting to have sex and what do you mean by that (laughs) well you know women are always depicted as the ones that don't want to have sex I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. (laughs) And I'm serious. In in a relationship, you know, and I said this before, the top two reasons for divorce is sex and finances. Mm -hmm. And so you being that woman is just saying, I'm tired. I got these kids. I got this work. I I don't want to have sex. You keep doing that then. Where do you think that's going to lead to? Possibly infidelity. Not having sex because you're by yourself. Yeah, not having sex because you're by yourself, yes. (laughs) But it can lead to the infidelity because one partner is not getting their needs met. Mm -hmm. It can lead to a lack of intimacy overall and just not being friends, not wanting to be with each other, which leads to divorce, unfortunately. So that's why I say, you know... If if you if you are in a relationship, one of the things in a relationship, in a healthy relationship, is a healthy sexual life. Now, I do believe you have to define what that looks like for you. Yeah, you know what that looks like. I have some. I have I have plenty of couples that have a sex life with no penetration, but they have. Say what now? Because <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, 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 I'm wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait. but that's what they have defined in their relationship, and that works well for them. How we do that? There are a lot of other things that you can do in the bedroom besides penetration. And they do them well. And they are, they, some of them are way more intimate and connected than people that have penetration. So it's okay. So, but why? So, are we saying like oral? Oral? Like, okay. Touching. Okay. Some people don't do oral. 
you know, but touching, um, masturbating but one still another. But no, well, no, yeah, I guess still that's no my question is why no penetration? There is a, a symptom for women that vaginal walls will not open. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you have symptoms of men that, you know, that have erectile dysfunction and just can't do it anymore. But he may um, like touching. Yep. He may like things. pleasing his wife, you know. And so truly learning, once again, what that looks like in your relationship. Like, I might not need that, but I do want to be connected with my partner in some type yeah. of way. Oh, my God. But how do you, I don't know how you work through that. Like, that yeah. sounds like. That's, come to sex, hey, I guess so. <laughs> that would be a requirement because but that's a about, different mountain to climb. But think about, you know, couples that have been together 10, 15 years. Yeah. And I mean, we got kids and we love each other, but something has happened and I no longer can perform. I no longer can do this. So what happens in those moments? So do you recommend like if you have erectile dysfunction pills? Um, Some. I know some people that um, take medication and um, love it. Uh, I think Cialis now is over the counter and a lot of oh, people wow. don't realize that. Um, yeah. So things like that are over the counter. So okay. yeah, if, the, if that works well, but with that, you also have to understand the side effects that can come with it. Bad headaches, stomach aches, things like that. But diarrhea, diarrhea, uh, <laughs> bleeding of the eyes, bleeding uh. of the eyes. <laughs> Loss of fingernails. <laughs> so, um, these are the conversations that we'll be having. And if y'all want to hit us up for um, questions you may have for us to talk about on the podcast with Dr. Steph, we'll do that. Please, 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 please. Um, Looking forward to all these conversations. <laughs> I love talking about sex and I don't think we talk about it enough. You know, one of the things that people come into my office and they're like, you look so regular. <laughs> like, you, you, what am I supposed to look so like? <laughs> you know, and people don't realize it. you know, that we are just normal people yeah. in healthy relationships. And because we have been taught that sex is bad, bad, bad. No, we need to uplift it. We need to talk about it. So please call in. Please give questions anything that you may have because we want to help like this is a part of who we are yes we need to embrace it um and we want them to be healthy and happy relationships we do with it okay so where can they find you please 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 follow me on ig the dope sex therapist yes um i would love to connect with all of you guys okay babe so until next time peace see you tomorrow no do my voice see you tomorrow